for another episode of the comic book kaiju i'm your host trent justin vactor and i'm here today with two very special guests we're going to be talking all about the the rock's latest movie black adam so we have with us returning uh he used to be an mcu expert but guess what for today's episode he's a dceu expert mr from the hold maneuver mark bibber and on the comic book kaiju feed, we had the Holdo Maneuver collaboration episode. So actually, no, he's a returning guest, Mr. Uh, Adam Daniel, award-winning producer, writer, actor, Brooklyn-born, co-founder of Issue One Productions, which, uh, by the way, is a very spooky production company focusing on horror films. But uh, let's... Give a warm round of applause for Mr. Adam Daniel. Thank you very much for joining us today, sir. And might I say, a very fantastic shirt for today's episode, all about Black Adam. <laughs> Made sense uh, to me. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to be talking about that. Like I said. Oh yeah, yeah. Today's uh, shirt game was uh, very strong. So thank you, uh, my friends, for joining me and for wearing the appropriate attire. But before we talk about Black Adam, I got to talk a little bit about something that I've been taking for a little bit of a uh, pick-me-up, a little, little pep in my step. Uh, it's called Magic Mind. It is a energy, uh, energy productivity, kind of energy slash productivity shot. Um, so it comes in a little bottle, and you take it every morning with your morning coffee, and I've, I've been taking it, so kind of been feeling the effects. I've, I've built it up in my system a little bit, so I'm not going into it cold or fresh, I should say. But I do want to say that I have had a very positive experience with Magic Mind, um, just on this journey of trying to stay healthy and then also kind of stay productive. And I actually wanted to ask my guests if there's anything that you guys take on a regular basis uh, just to kind of wake you up in the morning or, or give you a little bit of energy um, let's start with our very special guest, Mr. Adam Daniel. Uh, anything that you specifically like to take? Do you have a morning routine or anything that kind of wakes you up? Uh, I very. Uh, I I don't usually take a lot of caffeine, but I do. Uh, I just have vitamins and like just make sure I eat like something to uh, allow those vitamins to digest properly, mm. so I don't feel like crap. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a vitamin person. That's kind of. Oh. I just get my stuff naturally. Nice, very nice, uh, very healthy, and Mister Shazam himself. How about you? Well, uh, yeah, I usually take like a daily vitamin too, but I guess to kind of connect it all back to what we're talking about this week, uh, I tend to drink like if I do need like an energy drink, I'll drink Zoa, which is Oh. owned by mr black adam himself and even the the current cans I, when i drank earlier today uh has uh black adam on it so nice uh, yeah i just figured bring it and tie it back into this era here we go right <laughs> very nice <laughs> picture to prove it <laughs> yeah well i would i would hope um that the tie-in to that movie would be um delicious and uh, healthy for you but i did want to talk all about black adam i saw it two times over the weekend i saw it once by myself and then i saw it again with my wife and i gotta say my wife loved the film she thought it was fantastic she was giving it a standing ovation she was she was putting this symbol up in the air um, <laughs> there was there was a lot of fun going on uh in that wrestling. screening <laughs> uh but let's go around the room real quick and give our overall thoughts, overall impressions on Black Adam. Adam, what did you think? Adam, very appropriate. What did you think? I, I really I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad I did end up going today instead of yesterday. Uh, so it was really fresh uh, nice. for me to come into this. And I, I just thought it was there was exciting parts. And I'm a huge Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan, like forever. Uh, so every, everything he touches is gold to me, and I think he he uh, he did it again. I think that uh, what they did with it and how they tied in so many there were so many like little Easter eggs kind of in there too from other 
nostalgic things from my childhood even uh, that I enjoyed in the movie that we'll get into later. But I just, I really did enjoy the movie uh, from beginning to end. I was excited about what was coming and what was happening the whole time. Nice. Very nice. And that's exactly, I'm sure, what The Rock wanted. Uh, so that is very nice. Let's go over to our DCEU expert, Shazam Vibber. What did you think? Uh, I, I liked the movie. Uh, like, it's definitely not a perfect movie, but I, I really liked the like the JSA stuff in there. I liked, uh, I really particularly liked uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate in the movie. I thought that was really cool. And yeah, like like Adam was saying, I like it kind of like how they worked in like inner gang and like all these other little things in there. Uh, stuff we'll obviously talk about that happens in the, like, the post credits later on. Uh, but I did enjoy like all of that throughout the and speaking of like uh, being a fan of The Rock for a long time, what I thought was funny is when they showed <laughs> like the transformation from like Teth Adam to hmm. uh, like Black Adam, the like champion mm-hmm. version. I was like, hey, look, it's 2008, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> and now and now it's 2022, Dwayne Johnson. So I thought that was you know- funny. I haven't gotten any uh, confirmation of this, but do either of you know, was the body double of of Teth Adam um, and later when they showed his son? Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Black Adam. We're going to be spoiling the movie. If you haven't seen oh, it, uh, come back later to this podcast. <laughs> um, but his son, once he gets the power and transforms, that body double, I think, is the same body as the Teth Adam adult version. I don't know, but was that the guy from the Young Rock show, the one that played him in college? Did any Does anybody know? I haven't even looked it up. Um, I, haven't, I didn't look it up, but I mean, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I know that yeah. he like, found that guy. Or that guy wasn't... I, maybe he didn't just find him. He didn't like, fall out of the sky, and the rock <laughs> is like, oh, look what I have here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, look, I'll look it up while you while you talk amongst yourselves. Okay, great. Yeah, because <laughs> I know they filmed this like two years or last year or two years ago, and then they got delayed because um, of COVID, and then it got pushed back. So I was yeah. thinking like it was probably when Young Rock was coming out was maybe when they were filming it. So yeah, that would make a, a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, I didn't but, even think I wasn't even in that realm of a mindset to even think about that. I think it was the second time when I was watching it the second time I was like. Who could be a body double for The Rock? And I and I know he's he's had body doubles in other movies before, but I think maybe they're trying to do like a consistent thing now. And um, I know it's yeah. not the guy from uh, Young oh. Rock. Not the guy. He's listed it as he's listed as Skinny Teth <laughs> Adam. That's what he's that's what he's credited as. <laughs> okay, ben, Skinny Teth Patterson. That's amazing. <laughs> I wonder how much uh, Skinny Teth got paid. Oh wow, yeah. okay, yeah, I mean, and that was actually that's, something. Still in good shape. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was when I was watching it the first time, I was like, "Oh, so I I I, I knew the Rock's profile, it's like the side of his face, because they didn't show it full on." Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. "Number one, I heard his voice, and then number two, I saw his profile, but I didn't know that was going to be like that twist. I thought it was, oh, because he's the dad of the son, and the son grows up to be him." It only makes sense that it would they would have him as as both characters. Yeah. I, I had no idea about the twist, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, just my overall thoughts, I also enjoyed it. I think I went in with lower expectations, and I think it's like that with all DC movies until they really prove it to me. Which I think the James Gunn Suicide Squad did. That was one that yeah. I just was like, I I thought it was a fantastic film. But until they start doing that, and maybe Peacemaker is another one, but still, until they start doing that on a regular basis, I, I still kind of go into the DC ones a little bit lower expectations than I do for Marvel. So going into it, I was like, all right, it'll be okay. And it, I think it actually exceeded my expectations. Um, I didn't think it was like the best film of the year. I still think The Batman was probably a better DC movie for this year, but... It was a pure popcorn movie, which was exactly what I wanted. Um, I really liked the action sequences and the way that they did both the slow motion and then what you saw like at 
regular speed of the the way they used his his speed and that was something that i leaned over to my wife and i was like that's how they should make the flash movie the way that he's moving right now there's anytime there's a speedster that's like one of my favorite types of superheroes so i'm always critical about speedsters of how they show them and how they show the speed so in this one i was like this it feels like what i when i'm reading a comic and it kind of places me into that world and adam and i were talking a little bit before this and he was saying that really what you need to do is just get us in the world put us in that world of a comic book and we'll take it from there right like our imaginations and and we'll be along for the ride if you can just put us in that world and i think shazam or shazam i'm sorry black adam actually was a really good um kind of it it did that very well. It put us in that world of Kondok and, and in this DC universe uh, made me feel like I was in there and I was I was seeing the Justice League posters on the wall, seeing the Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman. Yeah. That All of that stuff in the background really added to it. And then the appearance of Amanda Waller and, and uh, all of those things, it just made me feel more connected, which is what I really want out of these DC movies going forward because that's what that was the whole thing, appeal of the marvel movies was having the um connected universe so i like i said i i think it exceeded my expectations i had a really good time i'm also like both of you i'm a big rock fan from back when he was wrestling and his charisma he's one of those like i, I feel like like tom cruise will smith that one of those guys that just his charisma alone can uh you know carry a movie and that's what the old movie stars i think used to be so yeah i i had a really good time at black adam um mark you talked about the justice society Mm -hmm. um was pierce brosnan kind of like your favorite out of the group or what did you think overall of of how they did the justice society i liked how they, they worked that in uh i thought it was interesting just just because of like how the DC films have been, like I was trying to trying to track in my head a little bit. I was like, okay, so where has this group technically been around in like the other right. movies we've already seen too? Right. And they never so, mentioned them before. Yeah, because it, it seems like that like Hawkman and Doctor Fate have like this long shared history with one another, mostly right. because both of them live for such a long period of time Mm -hmm. which that was what i was wondering in the going into the movie too is like what what version of hawkman were they going to do in this too and like you already said with spoilers like when dr fate was like telling him that like he was going to die i was like Mm -hmm. well that's all right because he's he just reincarnates most time to well i I guess depending on which version right i i liked uh the Adam Smasher, I guess you were telling me that that your wife was saying that the actor is apparently a, like a heartthrob that all, yeah. all the ladies and some dudes Which like I did, as well. Which I had no uh, idea when she told me that. I was like, that's news to me. I thought it was baby Mark yeah, Buffalo. Get... Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess he could play he could play a young yeah. version of uh, yeah. Bruce Banner. That wasn't baby Mark Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. Yeah. I, I liked the, like, the humor with him um, as Adam Smasher. Oh, the, his, his suit, like, is that pretty accurate to, like, a, an Adam Smasher suit in the comics? Because yeah. it felt mm-hmm. like very, I guess at least the mask kind of felt almost like blue Deadpool. Yes. that's My wife said that to me. She leaned over and she said, this reminds me of Deadpool. And I also saw that online. So, yeah, you're not the only one. I think a lot of people are, okay. are getting that um, from there. And he's he's appeared in those like the justice League animated um i think it was justice League unlimited where he appeared um it it is very accurate to the, both the comics and the animation um although most of the time he's sleeveless when whenever they show his costume but yeah his mask was very accurate and speaking of too i liked the cameo of uh, um who he had the suit handed down from <laughs> who, yeah. who originally was Adam Smasher? I was like, yeah. I want, I want to see, I want to see that Adam Smasher. Right. Yeah. I laughed the entire time. I don't even think I heard his dialogue. I was laughing so hard. 
Yeah, they could do that. See, I'm Smasher as Fonzie hit hitting uh, like jukeboxes and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I liked uh, the actress that played Cyclone as well too. I haven't seen Euphoria, but I thought she was really good in this, and I I liked the dynamic between her and Adam Smasher, like how they were like the newbies to that. Um, but then I, I I liked the work of them all together with like kind of like Hawkman and Adam Smasher's kind of back and like you and me. We're gonna have a talk after that. Yeah, so like, that was funny. I think that was my Although favorite they... stuff was like the JSA interaction with Black Adam and like the back and forth with like him learning sarcasm from them and just like that whole back and forth. I found that more engaging than I guess like some of the stuff with like the kid and his and his mother. I knew that I know oh, that was mm-hmm. in there to kind of beat like a like a mirror to Teth Adam so that he could see like mm-hmm. his wife that was gone and his son that was gone and that would give him like a reason for like the whole journey but it kind of it kind of bummed me out that like they weren't as interesting <laughs> to mm. like the overall movie as like the stuff going on with like the JSA and all of right. that yeah I, I, I kept getting Laura Croft vibes from the mom every time oh, I, I saw her, her. I got that and Marty McFly, just cause, maybe because of the skateboard. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I, I leaned over to my friend and I was like, what is this Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and then even the the car was like a, a, the Mystery Mobile. It right. reminded me so oh, much yeah. of the Mystery Mobile. Yeah. And I was like, that's those are kind of things that I like, though, in movies. Like, mm. get me from different, get, get, attack me from all different types of, like, nostalgia thing yeah like, just right. get me i don't care it's fun yeah. like that's what made it more fun to me was this is those little those little things to those like you saw them sometimes they're not so obvious those two to me seem pretty obvious mm-hmm. um yeah. and the and then they had like the 80s music and like or just the rock music yeah in general and the rock the music <laughs> um but that's i i thought it was a good journey mm-hmm. like i get what you're saying about uh the the mother and the son's story like absolutely, it's in there for that reason, uh, to give him that motivation for sure. Um, yeah, you know, that's it was like that. I could that's like we we were talking earlier, and that's those are things I can forgive in movies yeah. because that's not what the the movie literally just is going to take me on this action filled journey, and that's what it did for me. Uh, and yeah. I I I like the way that they did do the speed. I really enjoyed that. Um, and the whole the whole first like his intro when he defeated everybody right in the beginning of the movie was just awesome like you're just in there yeah. i was i just remember i just i was just sitting back and i'm like this is like i was an imax and i'm like this is oh yeah awesome. <laughs> i i i'm going to make uh an assumption that both of you are like me in that when a character is overpowered like let's say Superman, let's say Black Adam, it's just fun to see them using their powers, like taking out guys versus a lot of people. They're like, Oh, when he's overpowered, there's, there's no, um, there's no drama to it because, Oh, he's just going to take everybody out. But I've always liked, I've never had a problem with a character being too overpowered. Um, I always feel like the writers will come up with something for him to, you know, for, for them to go up against. So I was like you, Adam, when I was watching that opening scene, I was, and, and they had showed that in the trailer yeah. uh, where he's floating and they're shooting bullets at him. But when I saw it in context of the movie, I just felt, yeah, I'm, I'm here on the ride and it feels like a summer popcorn movie. I'm just in it. And so whenever they showed his powers, I think the, the story of um, what was his name? Sabak, the uh, the villain. Oh, overall, yeah. that was probably my least interesting part of the movie. I was like, even if they had ended it without Sabak, mm-hmm. the the journey that he had gone on at from the beginning of the movie till when he got locked up, I thought they were going to end it right there at first. Oh, actually, God. oh yeah. Um, so even if they had ended it there, I would have been happy. It wouldn't have been. A disappointment to me but when they added the sabak thing it was like this it just kind of feels like very familiar um very like big blue beam in the sky and then the um the justice league remember the not dark side but the uh, uh steppenwolf 
on Justice League, it felt kind of like him, like a all right, he's a big guy with horns and powers almost feel kind of similar. So I that was my only I think gripe with it was that just felt a little bit too familiar and I wanted to um yeah. I wanted I to see that. something different in that aspect. I think um, I, 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 I totally get that. Uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> sorry, I was just going to say, my, mine's not that far. It was just that I saw a joke that someone said that DC got to Mephisto before Marvel did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. Uh, MCU expert. <laughs> I, I, do, uh, I do think that it's, it almost seemed like um, it was it was like they showed it to test audiences mm. and then test audiences were like, wait, I don't get the ending. Yeah. And they were like, let's do that. Let's get, let's give those people an ending. Right. Cause everybody wants like, everybody wants that like happy ending and him going yeah. to jail. Is that a happy ending? No, especially underwater where he right. can't even speak where they're taking away everything and, and like sulking him, sulking him completely. So I, that, I could have done without it, but I didn't mind it. It's like, all right. It's almost like they needed a bad guy for him yeah. to like lead into something else. Like, right. okay. Or they just, it's almost like they needed to pull him out of, of the submersion prison to have him for more movies. Almost. Right. <laughs> like, right. where do we go? It could yeah. have been built in, in a totally different like storyline, but I think with everything in flux, uh, at, warner brothers and like with the whole thing nobody knows what's going to really happen right now uh i think that that's kind of they wanted to end it and that and that and the movie as opposed to like let somebody else pick it up in a mm -hmm. later dceu film right that's you know i get it <laughs> yeah mark what did you think about the dynamic between hawkman and black adam and all right this is a true blue hero and this is like an anti-hero. This is a guy who will cross the line in order to, t you know, take people out in in order to accomplish his goals. What what did you think about the dichotomy between those two? I enjoyed that. I, I liked that at least for the most part they tried to kind of stick to like that the fact that Black Adam is is a villain in mm -hmm. the comics. He's right. He's not meant to be like a hero or like even like an like an anti-hero for the most yeah. part he's so, actually very uh similar to namor now the way that they're writing him in the in the more recent stuff he's been part of the justice league he's been kind of helping out some of the heroes so he's very Na namorish where it's like oh sometimes he's good and then sometimes he's just a villain he's just a bad guy um so they've kind of squad. played around. yeah <laughs> they kind of played around with that um that's interesting oh and that that actually reminds me because when they shot they cut to that one shot of like his son uh turning into the champion mm -hmm. i thought that silhouette that they showed of his son looked very reminiscent of like what like a comics version yeah of it, black adam. it looked like it had the black adam like the the haircut of black adam so yeah. i thought they and were going like, to come in with looked that. like he had the pointy ears too so I just yeah was, it's like oh that's so interesting Sometimes actually the rock even looked like like I was like is he wearing prosthetics? Sometimes his ears looked a little pointy, but um, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think this movie is very interesting. Also in the career of the Rock because he's had stuff like you know at the very beginning it was like the Rundown and mm -hmm. uh, Southland Tales and stuff like where he was um, stretching. Yeah, well, Scorpion King, um, I think that was like a cameo at first. Uh, well, the the Mummy, I'm sorry, was a cameo, yeah. and then the Scorpion King. But um, it's it's interesting the choices he's made over his career, and I was thinking about it today. Um, you know, Pain and Gain and uh, Fast Five, Jumanji. Yeah, Tooth Fairy. So the, the more beginning stuff, I thought he was taking a lot more risks. But his more recent stuff, like... Um, what was the um, rampage um, skyscraper? Mm -hmm. uh, what was um, the earthquake one? Like a lot of those. San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. A lot of those have been feeling very similar to me, Absolutely. and it feels like he's going for that four quadrant. Like I, I need to appeal to every you know Joe Joe Blow in America, um, and I, I want him to take more risk. I want him to get back to 
the the more earlier stuff that he's been doing in his career. But I thought this movie, he wasn't necessarily like, oh, The Rock's playing The Rock. It was mm-hmm. kind of like he's yeah. toned down his charisma, toned down, like he, very subdued version of The Rock. But you could still, I think all of us kind of brought our own rock history into it and like, oh, I know him from this, this, and this. And um, I I wanted him to succeed. I wanted him to do good. So I thought just the rockness of it was very good. And we'll get to the ending uh, credit or the post-credit scene, but I think where they're going is going to be very fun uh, with the rock in the DC universe. Now, did you guys see Super Pets? Yeah. 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 I'm halfway through that. I haven't just because my uh my son who is about 18 months, he hasn't sat still. He's he'll <laughs> he'll watch for 30 seconds and then he'll get up and run around. So, I haven't got all the way through uh Super Pets yet, but I was enjoying what he was doing in in Super Pets as Crypto and um Do you I think to spoil Smith for you in that for the the end tag. Oh. I didn't. I didn't know there was one. Okay, so there is an intake. All, all I will say is that uh, Black Adam is not the first time that The Rock played Black Adam. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will awesome. find out. <laughs> I will find yeah. out soon. Um, <laughs> I want to. I definitely want to get um, caught up on that, and then. There was a new Super Sons animated movie that just came out. Um, yeah, that just came out. Yeah. Yeah, so I need to get caught up on those. Those are the two DC that I haven't watched yet. Um, but, Adam, did you have a favorite character in this overall through Black Adam or through the Justice Society? Um, did you have a favorite? I uh, I mean, Hawkman, Hawkman was awesome. I mean, his, uh, his complex, <laughs> that, that place was unbelievable. And that gave me very professor like school of uh, oh, yeah. Xavier's oh, school of the gifted. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. But I just yeah. I enjoy. He had a good arc. Mm-hmm. You know, his whole intention was like, let's get rid of this guy. Yeah. Um, and then I think he had one of the most interesting characters for the whole movie because mm-hmm. he he went through a lot. <laughs> like he lost oh yeah, his friend. Yeah. Um, and he's been around. For was like we were talking about like who knows what iteration of him we're looking yeah, at right, right. now mm-hmm. but he is just um an he's an awesome superhero and i like that um he we we were talking about um uh the uh, the two introductions um the uh i can't i'm, I'm losing my words uh <laughs> but the adam the uh adam smasher and uh like i liked having them come in and introduce mm. inter- being introduced in this and movie. no origins like just yeah throw them I in like there that. i like that because mm-hmm. it just gives people like that if you give somebody their whole story it doesn't give them the uh motive if you will to go like i like i would go read a comic now like something yeah, that i yeah. never would think i'd go read a comic for like yeah. i'd go into the store yeah. and be like oh i want to know about that that's what i that's what i like but I, I hawkman hawkman's just awesome like just like just the basically invincibility of him and how he wields his weapons and and uses his wings as uh, the the way he can just do just matriculate in the air and do it. Yeah, he's just a cool superhero. Uh, and I, I think he was played very well too. I think it was yeah. Very well, he was very well uh, portrayed in this film. Aldous Hodge did a great job of just hit, speaking of charisma. Like this whole cast, actually. Um, I, I've been watching a bunch of interviews after I saw the film and. Just having them all in the same room together, it's just like, dang, there's like charisma coming out of people's ears over here. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I agree with you. The the Hawkman storyline and just the way he was portrayed, very like, I want to say like Iron Man, Black Panther-ish. Like they have elements of both characters. And there was actually a lot of Marvel stuff that I thought that they... Uh, kind of swipes like even Pierce Brosnan in the in the helmet like the, oh, the heads yeah, up yeah. display yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, very Iron Man-ish but um, Dr. Fate overall kind of felt um, very Dr. Strange-ish like that um, that vibe I think they just took a lot from Marvel and they're kind of 
um, inserting it in with their DC stuff and just kind of like, oh, okay, we see what works here and let's kind of meld it in with ours. So, yeah, I, I very much liked a lot of the um, the same things that Adam was talking about, the, the way that they inserted everybody, the way that they kind of just hit the ground running and you just like every character. Like there's no – I didn't think there was like a weak link in any of the Justice Society. Everybody did in – like a limited role because you know you have to sp- spread time out between everybody i think everybody had like their own little moments and um their their funny quips and stuff um so yeah i i was i i can't say too much uh wrong about the movie uh mr vibbert i think we had a uh talk outside of the podcast was there anything that kind of stands out to you specifically as you want to see them improve in the next movie, like the writing, you know, the, the casting, is there anything specifically that jumped out to you? You said, man, I wish they would have did this a little bit better. I think just, just the writing, just to make it like a little bit tighter. Cause like, like two thirds of the movie was really well written, but then there's just like certain spots, like, like with, like the the villain like with that like how that kind of was like a little not as well developed as i guess it could have been in there yeah. um and then i like i did like like i can't remember like their names but like the <laughs> the mom and and the, uh-huh. the son i i did uh-huh. like them but i did kind of wish they i don't know they felt kind of almost like generic like mm-hmm. characters yeah. right uh so i would have liked them to i don't know i don't know exactly out of other than to like make them a little bit more like unique of characters or mm. have I I stand know, like out just a little bit better yeah like characteristics to them rather than to kind of make them feeling like certain archetypes to them yeah. like you have said like you got like kind of like Laura Croft vibes mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. the mom and then like I was I like I, don't know, I would like to see like I don't like when we get to like the the end text stuff. There's like certain things that I would uh, like to see of um, interacting with uh, Black Adam in future films. Uh, I did like that we saw um, Digimon Ansu in here again as the the wizard from the Shazam movies. So Mm -hmm. I I liked that they actually did retell that kind of origin again with. Um, like the Shazam powers, and yeah. Like all the wizards. Did, they even mm-hmm. like capitalized like the letters for it, and the fact yeah. that he actually yeah likes the Shazam stuff in the movie. Because I think I want to say in the Shazam movie that they do kind of hint at like Black Adam in that. Yes. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly, mm-hmm. but they do yeah. kind of a little bit talk about it. So I would I would like to see Zachary Levi versus Joint uh, Johnson at some point. Yeah, that would be interesting because, and I think we can just get into the post credit scene because The Rock himself already spoiled it, and he was like, "Henry yes. Cavill spoiled yeah. it." <laughs> um, he Henry Cavill waited until Monday, right? Right? Yeah, the The Rock. I don't know why he was. The only thing I could think of was maybe the ticket sales weren't what they thought they were going to be, so The Rock is like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta drum up business. I gotta get everybody excited." But I think I would have preferred not knowing that secret going into it and being like, oh, there he is. Like, because there's been so much speculation about what Henry Cavill is going to do. Is he going to go into Marvel? Is he going to stay with DC? Like, what what's going on with Henry Cavill? Because we haven't seen him in so long. So once he came out, I was just, I had a smile ear to ear. Uh, the John Williams music playing. Mm-hmm. He had the the oh, yeah. S curl on his hair. Yes. I was like, this is, this is everything I've wanted. This is, uh, we, we need this in our lives. Give us more. more. Um, <laughs> and I think all of us are, um, pretty, pretty big Superman fans overall. Yes. Um, yeah. Mark, what I'll did you, <laughs> what did you think about that in credit sequence of, uh, how how they set up the future of the the DCEU. 
I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I, I did get very happy when like I saw like how they did like his appearance. Like you're saying, like the S curl. I liked that his suit was a little bit brighter and less muted than it has been. That was that was like one of the only things that I did really like about the Justice League was oh, like how much brighter the colors brighter his suit was in that movie than it had been like in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And that was that was one of the things that actually bummed me out, out about like the Snyder Cut version of that was that he just wore like the black and right. gray mm-hmm. version of it like the entire time. But I did enjoy seeing that. I thought it was kind of weird that though that he was at like basically like the beck and call of Amanda Waller. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, it seemed like Yeah. I so like, that's Adam, do you think that's from uh Suicide Squad where um Idris Elba's character like he had shot Superman and I'm sure they kind of like did something to save him. I wonder if that was like a Amanda Waller was like, "All right, I'm going to do I'm going to save you, and then you owe me. Like, you're going to be in my back pocket. Um, uh, does Amanda Waller do anything without <laughs> some sort of stipulation attached right. to it? Or, like, <laughs> favor? No, she's, that's what it was all about. Like, right. we can save you, but <laughs> when I need you yes. for this certain... Because yeah. she, I mean, they established in the movie that they've known about him, mm-hmm. that he was buried for 5,000 years. So right. she knew, she knows, she's... That's the thing about Amanda Waller is that she's so smart. I don't think that people really understand sometimes how smart she is. Right. Um, As like a tactician. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. every, and, and just playing her cards. She right. holds everything close yeah. to the vest. And yeah. nobody knows what she's thinking ever. And um, they did a there's... great job of locking up Viola Davis for that role. Like she's oh, yeah. come back so many times and yeah. I've, I like how they have her like in the Nick Fury role almost in this mm-hmm. one now where it's like she's this the head of everything and she has her foot in every pot like she's she knows everything that's going on. Uh Mark, you were going to say something? Oh yeah, I was just going to say um like speaking of um, James Gunn and Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad, it was nice to see uh Jennifer Holland yeah. show up in this too, mm-hmm. James Gunn's new wife. Um so it was cool to see like like her little interaction with that. I was like, oh, I wonder if we'll get anything maybe with uh, a a wrestling uh, a reunion between yeah. between two people in a uh, season two of Peacemaker because of Ooh. like all that. So I think that that could be cool to like the way. I, yeah. I just think it'd be funny to see like yeah like what they c- could do like with the comedy of Peacemaker yeah. and and Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I just whatever when you said that I thought immediately of like how the WWE pushed Cena on everybody after The Rock left to be like their new right uh, their new okay. show Tony and he like completely failed and has apologized for it so that's just, to me that's funny like for that yeah. interaction to happen on the show It'd be it's it's just it would just for it'd be perfect symmetry I think for their careers and yeah and as a fan uh like that would be that'd be so much fun and it's you know it's it's interesting that those two have kind of been the i think the breakout stars like that have come out of wrestling where they've actually had careers you know they've had Mm -hmm. solid work versus let's say like triple h or somebody where he was in blade trinity and you never saw him again. Oh, yeah. There's, well, there's been Hulk Hogan and No Holds Barred. Oh yeah, Hogan was the first one. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. and Mr. Nanny. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't mind High Noon or whatever that one was. Called. Yeah, Mr. Nanny, I thought was funny when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since. And No Holds Barred, I was like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, but oh, I haven't seen him recently. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like, um, what's his name? The Miz. Like they've had so many wrestlers who they try to push into and WWE even has their own like movie studio. So they've tried to kind of push. Oh, and stone cold in um, the expendables. Like they've, they've had a ton of them, but the rock and John Cena, I think are like legitimate action stars and, and people, they like them. They keep going back to see them in, in the theater over and over again. So I just, I think that would be interesting to have kind of a connection between those two. Yeah. I think Um, they were able to transcend it due to what you were talking about earlier, charisma. Like, 
you need to appeal. Wrestling is absolutely a very specific thing to watch. Like, I don't watch it anymore. I haven't watched basically since The Rock left, but I have a cousin who has the you know yeah, the WWE too. subscription. I know people yeah. that have it. It's just a very different type of fan. Right. Um, and yes, you're going to get them to go to... The, like, The Rock's always going to have those guys, and, this, and Cena's always going to have those guys come to their movies, and girls, and, you know, whoever. Everybody's yeah. going to go see their movies. But to be able to transcend that, that wrestling audience into... I don't want to say that... I don't want to... I don't, sophisticated is the only mm-hmm. word I can think of right now uh, to, to, to transcend into that sophistication of an audience. And mm-hmm. I think what The Rock did earlier in his career, you were saying he took more chances. He, I mean, he played real people. Yeah. Uh, Gridiron Gang was a real guy. Uh, Walking Tall was a real guy. Um, and and um, uh, what's it? The Travolta movie, too, where he played the. the oh, uh, Be, Be cool. cool. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. That, that to me was his his like coming out as a real actor kind mm, of part. yeah because right. that that role to me showed you a completely different side of who he is and and can be as as a performer outside of uh the squared circle right yeah good. very good point um adam yeah, even like as smart too oh yeah yeah get smart uh, yeah. another good example um adam as you know the only one here who's wearing a superman shirt uh, what, what were your thoughts on that post credit sequence? Did it live up to your expectations? Like, did you like it? I, I, I mean, if you're going to put Superman on my screen, even in, in Shazam, when he was just on the screen, I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Didn't you see his face. face. You see the yeah. suit. Um, but as soon as, um, cause you know, like, you know, it's coming, mm-hmm. uh, since it was always, since it was spoiled. So, right. um, I had the anticipation, um, but I, I mean, I loved it. I think it's cool. I think I th- what we were talking about earlier about writing, uh, how they're, they're going to take it. I find it interesting to see where they're going to take that relationship because he's coming to him. Superman's coming to Black Adam because he needs a favor. We need to talk. Look, we need to come together to do something. So is he going to be like the antagonist or is he going to, you know, what's how are they going to work him into those other characters? Yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting, especially because how are they going to tie in Kandak, his home country? Because, like, his whole motivation is tied to them, and he's a hero in their eyes. Amanda Waller said, this is going to be your prison. You have to stay here. Are they going to keep that, or is there going to be some threat or something like Superman fight or something that takes him out of Kandak? Um, so, yeah, I think going forward, that's going to be very interesting to see what they uh, specifically do with that. And The Rock, his uh, influence as a producer, I think, is mm-hmm. going to be very interesting because I feel like he really kind of bullishly like pushed this movie forward, got it made because he got cast like, what, 15 years, 15 ago. years ago. And I think just his... Um, the rock himself is what is the reason why this movie was made mm-hmm. and going forward. I think he's also kind of like very similar to Will Smith where it's like, he may not, and Tom Cruise, he may not be the director, but as a producer, I think he has a lot of power. He, even they, the reports have come out where he went to DC's heads and asked them to use Henry Cavill. And they said, no. And then he went like and filmed it anyway with Henry Cavill. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see and that was the whole – I think the thing about him talking about the hierarchy of power has changed in the DC universe. Just kind of his star power, his um, influence, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes forward um, in the DC universe itself. Because yeah. they they came out and said – I think somebody was saying they, they have to have a 10-year plan like Marvel does where it's like we need to have these things planned and not – just go from one to one to one and, and oh, I th- hopefully Wonder Woman 2 does well and then we can make another one. And like yeah. they, they need to have a, a more of a plan. So it's going to be interesting to see going forward where they go what specifically with Black Adam. Marvel's plan so great, though, was it's it was they kept it fluid mm-hmm. over those 10 years. Yes, they had a plan, but that plan changed several times because they had the reaction from audience box office receipts they had all that stuff and they were like okay 
we can do this. That's what DC really needs to do. Is yeah. Not try and follow the stories that they told and how they told them, but more just be open and, and have it be a fluid situation and bring on people that are, uh, have the ability to work in those sorts of uh, environments. Because that's, that to me is the most important thing is the fluidity of, of, of all of it is to have it just be able to, to jump, jump ship. Like if one storyline isn't working and we already have it worked in another and we already have it written into another script, let's change that storyline a little bit and we can change the movie a little bit and then see where that goes. And that, that's what Marvel did so great. Yeah. Is, is that ability to, 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 to change. And they did it through like a stu- uh, like Disney buying them. They did it through everything. So they were able to, I, I mean, I've, what Kevin Feige is just is a completely different like animal when it comes to that stuff. He, I, I, like the intricacies of his brain are just like, imagine being like a little robot in there and being like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Like a little R2D2, just like, <laughs> like that's yeah. so much fun. It, it is interesting um, because I'm thinking about the Flash movie and how has that kind of changed with the Ezra Miller stuff and the um, the the other movies around it getting pushed? I, I think however that Flash movie turns out is going to be, to me, the sign of is this is, – are they on the right track of, of where they want to go in the future um, with like the multiverse and all the stuff that, that time travel, whatever that they're doing in this Flash movie – so I'll be very interested to see yeah. where that goes. Um, yeah. Sure. But yeah, I think this was a a good film, um, good popcorn movie. Not necessarily like like I said, not my favorite movie of the year, not the best movie, but um, I had a very good time yep. at Black Adam, and I'm glad that you too did as well. Um, is, is there a specific DC movie that you're looking forward to next? Uh, Mark, that you want to see? Ooh. <laughs> Fury, the guy. I I was originally I, like it was gonna be nice because like wasn't Fury of the Gods? It was supposed to come out in December originally, yes. so mm-hmm. it would have been like we got this, mm-hmm. and then October. like a month mm-hmm. and a half later, would have got basically a follow up to it. Which yeah. um, which it's. What's funny more about that joke now in the Fury of the Gods trailer is like where he's seen all the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, there's like like two layers to that beyond like just him saying that the Helen Mirren who's been in the Fast and Furious movies, but if Shazam also fights Black Adam, <laughs> then Black Adam was also in those Fast and the Furious movies right. too. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping maybe. Uh, Maybe there's some stuff that they did for Fury of the Gods 2 that will connect maybe to some of the stuff in Black Adam. <laughs> and I liked that the cameo that we got in Black Adam wasn't like this, like it like it was in Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so I'm hoping because, uh, obviously because of the first Shazam movie that like he knows Superman and now Superman knows Black Adam that eventually all three of these characters will interact in some way because i really like that animated like shorter film i did years ago yes where the three of them like fought in a in that mm-hmm. so i would like to very much see that in a, like a live action film so that's that's what i'm looking forward to next just because I, I really like zachary levi shazam so i'd like yeah. to see more of that i also would highly recommend that uh superman shazam the return of black adam from 2010 uh fantastic short animated film and that's actually the one that I showed my wife when I was like, all right, to get you ready for this character, this is like the thing that I'm going to show you. Um, highly recommend. It's on HBO Max, if anybody remembers that. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> but I think that was a very good discussion that we had, fellas. Um, I'd like to thank Mr. Adam Daniel for joining us. Like I said, we had you on uh, for our Comic Book Kaiju Holdo collaboration for Andor. So thank you very much for coming on the comic book kaiju um any anything you got coming up that you want to uh promote or anything you're excited about coming out uh excited about black panther oh yes yes i think not not excited about sitting in a theater and crying but (laughs) i'll be 
excited. I'm 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 really looking forward to that movie. Um, to see, just to see. Yeah, you know. I think that is going to be my favorite movie when 2022 is all said and done. I think Wakanda Forever is going to be my favorite, but I don't I don't want to go in with too high expectations. No. I go. I personally am going into it with high expectations just for Ryan Coogler. Yes, I'm a huge yes. fan of his work. Yes, um, and I, I think everything. I'm pretty sure everything he's done, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Like, hundred percent enjoyed everything he's done. Nice. Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Plugging stuff, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can plug our. I could just say we just shot another short film. This one's like a cutesy horror film. Uh, we had our friend, uh, our friend's baby, baby. He's two. He's not a baby, but he's a baby. Uh-huh. Uh, in comparative to me being 42, he's a baby, um, that we just shot that is coming out hopefully by the end of the month. We were supposed to have some stuff come out already. Um, it's just we're all busy with our lives and sometimes small production companies, we got to move stuff along uh, in our own personal lives before we can uh, work on this our art. Uh, right. But that's, you know, if you want to follow issue one productions, all that stuff can go we'll, on on Instagram specifically, uh, will go up eventually, and then our YouTube channel will be where all that stuff lives. Same nice. one production. Excellent. And you're always welcome on Comic Book Kaiju. Any type of comic book uh, thing that you want to talk about, you're always welcome to join us for that. Awesome. So thank you very much. And Miss Vibbert, we got the Holdo Maneuver, um, the new episode of Andor is coming out this week, as well as the Tales of the Jedi. Ooh, oh, yeah. I can't wait. So. Yeah, so, and you also yeah, got uh, animation, animation fascination. fascination. Yeah, I was gonna say animation fascination is gonna kind of do like a Holdo crossover this week, where uh, Mike's gonna come on animation fascination and join me with Stanford on there to talk about Tales of the Jedi, oh. and then uh, Stanford is gonna come on Holdo maneuver to talk about Andor this week, as well as you're gonna get uh, Ralph from live the live action Star Wars podcast. So it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people on. <laughs> the maneuver this week nice but, yeah i'm glad i'm glad adam could be on this this week when i worked with you adam last year i remember like you told me the story like anything that you work on like you that's not like local to you you'll find whatever wherever the closest comic book shop is yep. to like the hotel that they have you standing at you can go grab it and the reason his uh, production company is called issue one production is, is that he specifically likes to collect issue number one of different comics. Nice. So that's a little backstory of that. So that's why I figured you guys would you. interact very well and that you would like being on, on the show with the actor too. So yeah. Excellent. Appreciate it. I appreciate the introduction. Yeah. That was um, that was the best thing about working on Double Shot of Love. <laughs> I, I don't even remember the name of it. What? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, my friends, for joining me. Um, Thank you very much, listeners and viewers, uh, for joining us as well. Uh, We would like to say that Mr. DCEU expert Mark Vibbert and Issue 1 Productions' Adam Daniel love comics, and you should too!